Hello, everyone. You're listening to J Movie Talk as I'll be talking the movie Die Hard with a Vengeance. Mastermind of terror. I want to play a game with Lieutenant McLean. What kind of game? Simon says. The path to revenge leads straight to John McLean. If we don't do what this guy says, he's going to blow up another public. Well, why me? What does he got to do with me? I have no idea. He just said it had to be you. It's nice to be needed. Simon says, get to the paper in Wall Street Station by 10.20, or the number three train and its passengers vaporize. I'm not jumping through hoops for some psycho. That's a white man with white problems. You deal with it. Where the hell are you going, McCoy? I know what I'm doing. This guy wants to pound on you till you crumble. Are you aiming for these people? No. Well, maybe that mine. He wants you to dance to his tune and then kill you. Oh, dear. You don't like me because I'm white. I don't like you because you're going to get me killed. Ah! This is a bad idea. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a New York police officer. I'm going to ask you to calmly and quietly start moving towards the other end of the car. Trust me, guys. Duck. God, they're setting off bombs. And for some reason, he's very angry with me. <laughs> this, as they say, is where the plot thickens. They knocked over the Federal Reserve. Bruce Willis, Jeremy Irons, Samuel L. Jackson. Congratulations! You're still alive. Yippee-ki-yay, mother... In a John McTiernan film, Die Hard with a Vengeance. John McClane, NYPD. Are you all right? Yes. Laundry day. And joining me for this episode is returning co-host guest host sometime takeover host she's always with a vengeance talk about the one the only miss Keita Hubbard Keita, how you doing I like the intro okay I, I could deal with that versus the extreme <laughs> the other crap you come up with well, that's I, like other this. <laughs> I like this this is cool I'm just saying in general right one of your best ones but no thank you for having me good to be back you know I love my die hard movies so boom yes. Yeah, so here we are talking 1995's Die Hard with a Vengeance, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, you were, you were four <laughs> and I was nine, so yeah, 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 that tells you something, right? Um, hey, so uh, right off the bat, uh, for anyone who don't know, this is Bruce Willis month on the podcast. Uh, like I said, I decided to, you know, dedicate a month to the man i mean he was forced to retire because of um i forget i forgot exactly what it's called and i don't want to butcher it but uh he was forced to retire so i was like you know i mean i've always been a fan of bruce willis 
and everything up to a certain point before he just kind of stopped caring <laughs> about doing movies uh, and everything. But, you know, the late 80s and all through the 90s and even the early 2000s, I mean, he had a run. He had a really good run. Um, but just uh, how how do you feel about him having to retire and just like as far as like the movies that you've seen of his, like how do you feel about him and everything? So I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Ruth Willis. So I saw like my thing is die hard movies, but him retiring does really suck. Like he was forced to retire. Like he said, his medical issue that um is happening to him right now. So we wish him well, his family. Um, that had to be difficult. I do have somebody in my family who, you know, dealing with brain issues. So I, I kind of understand to a certain extent of like how that can affect your life. Um, far as you know like helping the person um from that perspective but yeah i mean i like i saw a bunch of his movies before so i mean i just i just my favorite is the die hard movies with him yeah like you said some movies he don't care <laughs> he don't you know um i remember uh 16 blocks i saw that i'm trying to remember besides the die hard movies did i saw him and uh uh no that's a die hard movie too i think he was only he in speed that's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> he wanted in speed. That's oh, Keanu. raw version. Huh? I thought he was in speed though. No, he was not in speed. Did you see the Sixth Sense? No, I didn't see that one. No, hmm. huh. okay. no, I didn't see Sixth Sense. No, he was in something else. Though. I thought he was in um in speed or had something to do with speed. Maybe no, I don't know. Okay, whatever. No, he had nothing to do with speed. Um. Wow. Oh. Did you see? I don't my now, I know, now, now I know you've seen you've seen Armageddon, right? Oh yeah, yeah, that's the movie. Okay, there you go. It's been so many. Basically, what I'm saying is, so so many movies. I can't remember all of them, but like I just like his acting. It's just a, a different. I don't know. He just like one of my favorite actors. Is, it was at the time was Tom Cruise, and like when I like lay eyes on Bruce Willis, I was like, oh, okay. okay. As I like him too. It's like more like a superhero kind of ish, you know, anti person. You know, like he just he just one of an average guy, but he doing these crazy things. So that that's why I like him in the Die Hard movies. But yeah, I mean, I saw him in like here and then different movies, stuff like that. So I mean, overall, I think he had a like a, a good career. Yeah, he, he 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 really did. I mean, it's funny. My introduction to him was actually the I would see like. Okay, Die Hard is is basically my introduction to him. Well, I would say Die Hard and uh, Last Boy Scout, which I did on the podcast a while back. Um, that, but also too, I used to watch uh, like old reruns of the TV show he was on, Moonlighting, where he played a private detective, um, and everything with him and um, I think it was Sybil Shepherd. I think that's what it was. Um, and it's funny that with the first Die Hard movie, he was actually filming. Moonlight during the day and doing Die Hard at night. Henceforth, why most of the movie takes place at night, um, and everything. And we actually uh reviewed uh Die Hard once upon a time on this podcast. So it's only fitting that I have yeah. back. Yeah, because right, because I was like, I feel like we did this, but it was the first one. Yeah, yes. it definitely was the first one. Yes, Sounds but there was like, oh, but but okay. there was a reason there was a reason why I had you come back for this one in particular, and I think you know what that reason might be. Um, so uh, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, you, you know why? 
you know. Nah. Well, the first movie has a connection to the. <laughs> I mean, this movie is connected to the first movie, but we'll talk about Not that now. When we get there. We'll talk about it now. <laughs> I'm messing with you by now. <laughs> But anyway, so uh, real quick, just kind of going through this cast. I mean, of course, we got Bruce Willis returning as his for his third go around as John McClane. Um, but coming along on this journey with him, we get Samuel Jackson as Zeus. Uh, we got uh, Jeremy Irons as Simon. Um. And pretty much like a bunch of other people that kind of pop in and out because this really is a, I would say this is a three man show of Bruce Willis, mm. Samuel Jackson, and Jeremy Irons. <laughs> you know, they they are like the three that get the. I mean, of course, there's some other people that get some shine, like like McLean's boss, um, Cobb, and and everything. But this is really their movie, and it reunites uh, original Die Hard director. Who came back to direct this one? Talking about John McTiernan, who oddly enough, when I looked at his filmography or films, I've seen pretty much all his movies except for maybe two or three, because he did the first Predator movie, he did the first Die Hard, did Hunt for Red October, Last Action Hero, he did this movie, Thomas Crown Affair, Thirteenth Warrior, and Basic was the last movie he did in two thousand three. And I've seen pretty much all of those movies. <laughs> so, and mm. he just he just stopped making movies. And I was like, huh, I wonder why. Because, I mean, just imagine you a filmmaker and your first two big movies is Predator and Die Hard. <laughs> you yeah. know, like okay. So yeah, I, I, I kind of wonder why he stopped making films. But, but no, yeah. so mm. real quick. So what I was saying, um, not speed, uh, uh, split. Oh. That's the movie I saw a little bit. I'm sorry, wrong movie. I was like, wait, why did I say Speed? No, Split. I think that's the name of the movie. Somebody had me watching it one time. It was like, you know, like I was in and out. I kind of leaving. Things about like a bunch of personalities or something like that. Uh, somebody named James something. Uh, oh yeah, he was in that one. Yeah, that's yeah. the movie. Yeah, not Speed. Yeah, that's um Cedric Bullard and them. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I was like, wait, that's Speed Split. Sorry. Well, if you've seen a little bit of Split, did you see Unbreakable with him and Sam Jackson again together? No, we had that on DVD, actually. Okay, well, <laughs> well, Split Okay, Split is the movie that lets people know that there is a Unbreakable universe because Bruce Willis shows up at the very end of that movie. Because you got Unbreakable, Split, and then the third movie is Glass, which I thought was funny that you named your movie Unbreakable, Split, Glass. So, oh wow, all right, okay. yeah, yeah, it's got it, yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, I haven't I haven't watched Split and I, and I haven't watched Glass. I know a lot of people didn't really care for Glass too much, um, but they they really like Split. Unbreakable is a really good movie, it's probably one of the last hmm. times anyone said that M. Night Shyamalan made a really good movie. Who's <laughs> with, with Unbreakable because after that, he spewed off into some tangents, the village, um, but. <laughs> Yeah. Is it because, like, just real quick, like, some actors or actress, like, they made terrible movies because they just need the money, or it's just like, it just it isn't like the person acting make the movie terrible? Well, like, 
Well, okay, just talking. Okay, this is going to turn into the M. Night Shyamalan podcast for a second. So I think the issue that happened with him was, I mean, with his first few movies, with The Sixth Sense, with Unbreakable, there was always, well, I want to say not so much Unbreakable. Unbreakable is pretty much a straightforward movie. It is a superhero movie about a regular guy. That that's what that, that movie is straightforward. There is no like, oh, there's a there's a twist. But the sixth sense, the whole twist, you know, thing of that movie, and because it's like it blew people's minds and everything, I felt like he, that he kind of got to this thing with like, okay, well, I always have to have some type of a twist in my movie. So when he did the village, which the previews of the movie let's, makes you think that it's one thing and then you find out it is something completely different and that movie pissed off a lot of freaking people because I remember going to the movie theater and seeing that and I remember some dude he actually yelled like what the fuck <laughs> real loud in the theater <laughs> he was pissed oh, wow. <laughs> yeah yeah I'll never forget <laughs> that um, but I mean that movie or the lady in the water he made that movie because that was that was like a variation of a bedtime story that he would tell his kids. That's the only reason why he made that movie. Mm. And, and and it's like, he just, I don't know. It's like, he just wanted to always just, Oh, they gotta be a twist at the end of my movies type of thing. And it just really started turning people off because the twist didn't make sense. A lot of times with the movies, like, really? Like, you, like really, this is what you were doing. Like you had to sit through this just to be like, no, it's this, which is like, huh? Like what? So, yeah. Would that work like in TV shows? You think better because you can have these cliffhangers versus the movies? Oh, you just saying he just completely go one eighty and it's like, why would you do this? It don't make sense. Yeah, I only think it would work in TV because yeah, like you say, it's it's just a why would you do this? Why why would okay. why would you do this type of thing? Like I say, the twist doesn't make sense. Uh, and with a lot of his movies, I mean, even the, the most recent one that he did uh, called Old, I heard like people <clears throat> had mixed feelings about that one too. So hmm, interesting. Yeah, it's like he'll he'll pop up with a decent movie every so often, but then it's like he got to go back to his roots of where it's like, all right, let me see if I can throw a twist in here and get you guys, you know, type of thing. But yeah, um, yeah. So that's the end of the M Night Shyamalan podcast. <laughs> so getting back to talking about Die Hard, I know you mentioned it earlier about you being a big fan of the Die Hard franchise. And I am for the most part too. I've seen them all. Um mm. just just a real quick, like your overall thoughts about how this franchise has been around for you know as long as it is. Cause what we got what is it five or six? I think it's six movies. I think it's six. Die Hard, Die Hard 2, Vengeance. Uh, La- was it Live Free, Live Free or Die, Die Hard? Hard. Um, uh, Die Hard. A Good Day to Die Hard. Uh, d- right. That's oh, so it's five. Four. It's five. It's five. It's five? Yeah, it's What's five. the other one? No, I think, no, I think it's five. Yeah, just, yeah I, think, I think A Good Day to Die Hard is the last one. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're right. That is yeah, the last yeah, one. So okay. Yeah, I mean, overall, I like, I mean, I just like it. I just like Bruce Willis, like his charisma. And, you know, he kind of a douche. 
in the movies, but you know, he's saving he's saving the world. Like the first two I really enjoyed. You know, of course, you know, you know, I, I enjoyed the second one more, but I mean I like both really? of them, but the yeah, I like because of um um Samuel Jackson, like he just brings that energy. Like this is but this is the third one. The second oh, one shit. The second one is at the airport. <laughs> No, 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 no. Not the second one. I'm sorry. The third one. You know what? Because I told my friend I always skip the second one. That's and, why. And I, I, I don't skip, blame you. I don't I, blame that's you. What, that's what happened. I, I skipped that one. And I consider this is the second one. You're right. My bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is my second one. So I like the third one. Sorry. And the first one. The other ones, like, they fine. They not like the greatest. Yeah. But I will still watch them because I, overall, I like, I like this the franchise. I totally okay. forgot about the airplane one. Yeah, well, God. I mean, well, I, I mean, it like once. I was like, hmm. Like, like I said, <laughs> I don't, I don't blame you because the thing about the second movie is, and I tell people this a lot, like they basically remade the first movie and just set it at an airport. <laughs> That's basically what it is. It's virtually the, virtually the first movie, but instead of being in Nakatomi Plaza in the first movie, they're in an the airport, and you got more people involved in more moving pieces. That's the only that's the only real difference. But it's virtually the first movie. And I don't know. It just I, I, I had a problem with that. I mean, it had, I mean, it has one of my favorite scenes of the franchise. The whole thing where he got to get in. The, he jumps into the airplane. They throw grenades in. and He ejects himself mm. out the plane. And, you know, it blows up. And he go flying up in the air. That's like one of my favorite scenes. But other than that, I mean, oh, and then, of course, you got John Amos playing a piece of shit uh general or colonel whatever the hell he was right exactly yeah it's coming back yeah i remember yeah i think the the pause i like was more with the stunts he was doing yes yeah. in this movie yeah. yeah okay i totally forgot about this movie lord that's why you said five okay i yeah. was like wait i literally skipped <laughs> i skipped that one because i'm like Wait, plane? What are you talking about? I was like, oh, right. Okay. Yeah, well, you see how... It, I mean, but you had some movies, you know, they, it, it, like, it's like Speed 1. Okay, great. And Speed 2 is like, oh, huh? Man. It's like, huh? It's like, oh, okay. Well, okay. Well, you know, that, that's what, well, I mean, that's what happens <laughs> when... That's what happens when Keanu Reeves doesn't come back and you get Jason Patrick. And then well, that's the, true. But I'm just saying, like, some movies, like, you enjoy, they have another part sometimes. Well, The Terminator is a perfect example. Some of them, the movies, I'm like, oh my god! But you know, the second one to me, and the first one's always, you know, like the one and two. Yeah. But the other ones, so it may happen in, you know, in certain franchises, which you know, it happens. You, you high got highs and you got lows. But yeah, um, the first one and the third one. Thank you for correcting me. Those like my favorite, and then in between is the other ones. The, the one with the daughter, because I, I can't remember which one exactly. I know he had one with the son. The one with the daughter I like more. I think that's the last one, if I'm not mistaken. Well, Lil uh, Freed has the daughter, and A Good Day has the son. Okay, wait. So which one is the last? That's the last one, right? With yeah, the daughter, good, right? No, no. That's that's Lil Freed. That's the fourth one. That's the fourth one. The son mm -hmm. was in the last one? Yep. Oh. I feel like I thought we saw him mm -hmm. first. Oh, nope. okay. Oh, okay. Nope. Cause I, I think it came out in February, and I was like, I remember telling you about it. Oh, okay. Hmm. Wow. Well, that was a long time ago um, <laughs> when that came out for our, our show purposes. But okay. Huh. Interesting. So, um, let's see here. Um, all right. So let's get into talking about this movie because I think it's kind of interesting, like how they decide to open the movie. Um, 
and especially, I mean, this is 95. So this is two years after the first bombing of the trade center. So to kind of open this movie with a freaking explosion in New York is like, really? You know? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I, but I, I did feel like it's an attention getter. Um, mm-hmm. But how did you feel about them opening the movie like that? And we get this mysterious Simon voice. I mean, I, I liked it. I mean, I, you know me, I love like movies, like action movies. So I'm, I'm all for it. Um, them having this in the beginning, I was like, whoa, like that was a lot. You know, especially, you know, your history about New York and stuff during that time. I was like, oh, that, that is a lot, you know, to take in. But I mean, it was a good scene, though. Like, I love the scene. I love how, like, the cars and, you know, the people looking and it was just all the smoke and stuff. I mean, I just wonder, like, how do they, I know movies have, like, sets and stuff, but, like, how do they pull that off during that time? Like Exactly. Because, okay, so for anyone who's listening, if you haven't seen Die Hard with a Vengeance, I don't know what you're doing to life, but <laughs> the fact that they actually filmed this in New York and it's like yeah. you you know it's like it's filmed it's not okay i mean i'm pretty sure that i i, I want to say some of the stuff with the subway I, I think that was like on the sound stage or something like that but for the most part like all the stuff on the street and everything they, they're in new york and you can tell they are in new york um yeah it is kind of crazy like you blowing up something on the street like that and yeah like how, how are you how are you letting people know around like hey this is a, just a movie i'm pretty sure people was calling the police and everything they're probably like, no it's already filming a movie <laughs> you know, or maybe that. have like an exit like you know like a barricade like you can't walk this way maybe i don't know it just look, look I, I don't know how they did that because yeah. if i'm walk, let's say i'm walking the pie patch you know what i'm saying right and i'm like what the hell are they doing the movie? what the hell excuse listen. me drop my food and run you know that's how listen. people in my listen. hood do right listen. but yeah like that's odd. Like, especially DC, they will pan it like a like a chicken who got his head cut off down here. You know, January 6th. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, like, the stuff like that, like, we don't get that down here. Like, I think they would, like, tell us, like, hey, like, if you would like to participate in this or, like, hey, don't come this way. We're having a movie set. Da, 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 da. They might do that. But, like, I can't imagine walking down. Like, if we go on to the, the, the wrestling event, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. We're going the opposite way because uh what's going on here? <laughs> but, but but listen, I mean uh, we, we both have been to New York. We will be going to New York uh, again. And um just based off of our experiences, it's probably like stuff you've seen online of people in New York. You you I'm pretty sure there's somebody who probably don't give a shit about this barricade. I'm going, I'm walking through here, just walk through and do you know. You know, of course. Like, you know, like I'm going shit by this it's damn. Just movie. like that dude in the cab <laughs> with Samuel Jackson, okay, in the movie, okay, <laughs> yeah. Suits, okay, uh, the same a just like that. Uh, so I'm yeah. not surprised. <laughs> yeah. So, so the police get called, and they get called by Simon, and basically, he wants he wants something, and what he wants is John McClane. I love his voice. John McClane. Uh, well, well, I have to, I have to, well, you know he's the original voice of Scar from the Lion King. From the original Lion King. He is? Yeah, in the, in the, oh, you know, okay. in the anime. Yeah, Jeremy Isaac. And what, and what's funny about it, I always say this. I know people always talk about Morgan Freeman, Keith David, mm. um, 
I'm trying to think somebody else. Um, but Jeremy Irons, I think his voice is right up there with him. Oh yeah, he has. I love his voice. He, there, there are people that have a very distinct voice, and mm. you wouldn't mind them being like a narrator for something. And Jeremy Irons is oh, just yeah. like that. And the it fact definitely. that he's, yeah. the fact that he's trying to put on a, yeah, I guess German accent or whatever the hell that is. I don't know. Um, which is ironic that he kind of has a similar ish type accent in the TV series of Watchmen, because uh, he's in that also. But um, yes, so he calls and he demands to have John McClane, and I don't know where the hell they found McClane at, but he's down bad <laughs> wherever they found him at. He he got a he got a hangover, and they basically got him in the back of this truck, and they just look at him like, man, what the fuck, like like I, you know, pitiful, yeah, that that plane ride from hell <laughs> got him looking like this. I got a headache. I got a headache. And then I, I forgot the lady name. What is her name? I love her in this movie. She had like her little cutscenes. The lady at the um, you know, with the police. Oh, uh, I forgot her name. Yeah, yeah. Her um, hold on. Um, what is her name? Damn is it. it Connie? I think. I have to go back. I think it was Connie. I think it is. Yeah. I think her name is. I yeah. think it is Connie. Her. I just love her scenes too. Like you know, she like she had her little thumbnails or whatever. But like she was fine. Her yeah, little she no, she take no shit from nothing. It either. was hilarious. Yeah, her 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 and the black girl with the soundboard. Not Donald Trump. Oh, sorry, Jay. I was like, uh. <laughs> like you no, know, at the time, you know, it was different. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, okay. I was like, oh yeah, I like the women in the movie. You know, they have a short scenes, of course, but like they did make an impact because you just had Samuel Johnson go over the place in the movie in a good way. Yeah. But I like how you had like cameos of different like characters, you know, blend in and just help the movie. Well, speaking of cameos, we have uh, we have Wendy's owner Dave Thomas is actually he makes a cameo in this freaking movie also. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, which is interesting. Cause like, what the fuck? It's like, what the fuck is he doing in here? Like, wait a minute. <laughs> Like, I, I, they didn't pull him somewhere and say, yeah, you're going to make a cameo in here. Uh, but anyway, so they basically got him in the back of this truck. And he, he was like, he was like, give me something to drink. Give me some aspirin and all this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And basically what it is, and we find this out, because they drop him off in the middle of Harlem with this sandwich board. And <sighs> we, don't, we don't see what's on it at first. Mm-hmm. But we're introduced to two little black kids, and they're walking down the street, and we find out that they are the nephews of Samuel Jackson character of Zeus, and they actually end up seeing him first. The kids do, and and, and the old lady, and she the was old just lady. looking like what the? <laughs> she gave like that smack look that she about to mess you up, but she can't touch you. Yeah, like she was coming from church. Yeah, she had that look. So, uh, do you want to explain to the listeners what exactly is written on this uh, sandwich board that he's wearing? Oh, no. Absolutely not. Um, (laughs) I mean, you know what's just funny? I don't remember ever seeing like this. Maybe I never paid it no mind. I watched this movie a thousand times. I don't recall ever looking at that. Like, Maybe I saw it. I just ain't paying no mind. But well, this time it's like, if what the hell? If I'm not mistaken, because of course I never saw this at the movie theater, but yeah. I always saw it on regular TV. And if I'm not mistaken, if I'm remembering this correctly, I think the TV version it says I hate blacks 
Okay, because right? uh, yeah, because I think the first time I watched it was on I think TV or maybe uh, you know H, uh, what is it not DVD um, VHS at the time, uh-huh. but I never remember that on there. Yeah, so unless you know unless I was a kid, unless they was like go another room, come back. But I always remember the part when he about to get killed. <laughs> well, well, so, well, that's because. Yeah, indeed. but even watching as a adult, I I don't never remember seeing the board. Yeah, like I just I don't know. It just I saw it this time. <laughs> so 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 I mean I mean I can go ahead and say it. So the fact that he turns around like because he, he has his back to the camera point of view of Zeus and the nephews, and when he turns when he turns around. And the boy says, I hate niggers. And it's with the hard ER. And yes. keep in mind that he's dropped off in the middle of Harlem and he has to wear this board, right? So, so Zeus, right? Right. So, and, and then, of course, he, he doesn't have on no clothes. He got on his damn boxes and some shoes and these white ass socks. But, <laughs> um, so Zeus see these, see these uh, homeboys across the way from him and he's like, oh, he probably, he's like, oh, shit. So, I, I guess he's trying to be the peacemaker or something. He decides to walk down there and try to talk to him. Like, hey, how you doing? Like, all right. Um, you having a are you all right? Like, yeah. And everything. And Zeus is trying to tell him, you know, it's like it's about 30 seconds before those dudes see you, and ain't gonna be nothing I can do to save you, type of thing. And right when he says that, one of the dudes, what the fuck? <laughs> and they come rushing down there, and as they rushing down there, he McLean trying to tell Zeus like he's a cop. This is all. This is a police thing, and everything like that. But of course, the dudes come down there. And of course, they start harassing McLean. One of them end up hitting him in the head with a bottle as he go falling down to the ground. I, I think a basketball too, right? Yeah, yeah. Hit him in the head with a basketball, but they hit him in the head with a bottle, and that's what knocks him down. And he, um, <laughs> so Zeus sees the come gun. on, man. Come on, get man. Get, get, up. Back. get up. 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 Get <laughs> you know, oh. so he, he's like, oh, I know them dudes gonna mess up my shop. <laughs> it's like, what the? F-? So they end up getting out of there, and they end up getting taken to the um, police station. And then this is we find out that, um, you know, because the whole thing too is that we don't see Simon at all. No, we just hear his lovely voice. Yeah, we we just hear his voice, and <laughs> he basically wants. McLean to play a game. That, that's basically what it is. I, I, I want him doing all these riddles and crap. Lead um, the game. Yeah, yeah, play it. But my question <laughs> to you is, uh-huh. how do you feel about Zeus and him getting caught up? You know, getting caught in the middle of everything. So I like how they explained later in the movie. He was like, you know, only reason I came over there because you know something happened to you. A bunch of you know at that time you know how it was. Well, still now kind of. But a bunch of white cops were coming down there and terrorize the neighborhood. So he didn't want that. So he was trying to be the peacemaker, which I understood that when he explained it later in the movie. So having him in this movie was just extra. 
Like, I loved it. I just love his pause and he just bring he just bring that fire to the movie that Bruce Willis is his own person. You know what I'm saying? He gonna do what he want. But Samuel L. Jackson like elevated him, I think, in this movie, just as far as the action and just just basic stuff, getting shot at, got run to each payphone, like they dogs, and like even when they was in the police station, um, with the uh what was his name? Uh, he played on I think on the stories too. Uh, Larry. On, um, yeah, he was on Young and the Restless. Okay, okay, yeah. I was like, he looked familiar. My mother told me that too. She's like, no, no, no. Was... Uh, as the world turns, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, as she said he was on the stories. I said, like, okay. I said he looks familiar. Um, matter of fact, I think he was what you're gonna look my another time. But like, just even that scene, what happened, Samuel Josh? Because he was um, well, like Zeus, I guess I could say. He was in the other room while Bruce was in them. You know, his character, uh, John, they was, like, talking to him. They're trying to figure out, what, like, why Simon is coming at you. Who is this man? And the psychiatrist was telling him, like, you know, he had this fetish for you. But I like how Zeus came in. You know, of course, it, like, the phone call stuff happened. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm not going with you. So I like how he was, like, he's a peacemaker. But he's, like, he's a real, like, a real guy. He, like, he just, just want to be by himself. He just want to run his shop. But he just don't want trouble his neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? He just wanted to just be peace. And it's like, you're dragging me in your crap. And even Simon was like, you know, he was going to let him go. Like, you know, it wasn't really you, but you talking all this crap. Now you into it now. The Samaritan. Yeah. The, <laughs> but I the, really like the, the Samaritan. Exactly. I really <laughs> like the um the phone call. This is one of my favorite scenes is, is in the, you know, when they all like try to figure out. And then the, um, the other guy, I don't know his name, you know, like the one with the bomb. He showed him what happened. Oh, <laughs> and yeah, Rudy. Bomb is slow. Yeah, and then like that's when you get the phone call, and then you could tell uh, John was uh, rattling Simon, you know, when he was like mocking him or whatever, and then mm, started stuttering. Da, da, exactly. Da, da, da. Now, like, question: <laughs> Do you think at the time he should like figure out who it was versus finding out the scene in the van, and then like no. the um... no. no, 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 no. I'm talking about far as like. Like having the idea, maybe it was like somebody else. Like he was naming all these other people. But like, do you think he should have been like, okay, like it gotta be somebody? Like, okay, like he was real close, but then no. But he was like, he figured out before the cops did. Or do you like the scene that they told him and his face was just like priceless? No, I, I, okay, jump into that real quick. I like the way it is, the way it is done because again. Mm -hmm. We we do not as as you watching a movie, and I can't really think of too many movies where you only hear the villain's voice before you see. I mean, outside of like Saul, but mm, yeah. But as far as like someone that is doing all this stuff, I like how they build up to when you first see him, and then when McLean is there in the van with the with the CIA and the FBI, and they ask him like. Do you know who uh, Peter Creed is? Like, no. And then you know, as it as you know, it's just like this whole tension thing. Okay, like, and he even looking like, what, what the fuck y'all talking about? Like, what, what is? It? And then the guy in the back, Mister Mysterious Man back there, and he's yes. like, do the name Gruber mean anything to you? And then you get that flashback of, you know, him dropping Hans off the freaking uh, off mm -hmm. the building, and it's like Hans Gruber. He had a brother. Named Simon Gruber. Simon is Han's brother. And there's your connection. But I like how they build that up. 
Because I mean, think think about it. if you if you're McLean, and you know that whole thing, especially if this is supposed to be like in real time. So this is 1995. That happened in 1988. So that's you know that's years ago. You ain't thinking about you like oh somebody gonna come back mm-hmm. for revenge or something. You're not thinking. Oh like no that. no 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 no. I'm saying that I like to see how he found. That's one of my favorite scenes too. But I would just say like, how would you feel? Did you like it? Like him found out there, or like would you like it? He would have figured it out himself. Like I like how he figured out about the bank situation. Like he kind of figured that out. But I was just asking. You know, but I, well, I think he fig- I think he figures that out the way it is because he rem- because once the connection is made to Hans, he remembered well. Hans was more about the money also. What he was doing as far as the, the cops and the FBI, that was all smoke and mirrors. They were really there just to rob the police. But with all the other stuff about, you know, releasing some of our brothers, you know, this, that, and the other, making all these demands, that was smoke and mirrors for them. And so when he kind of he kind of put to it, well, if they're brothers, maybe they think the same. And he mm-hmm. figured that part out. So I like that, but I liked it. Too like how he finds out who Simon really is, also. Yeah, and that I think Simon like just him on the phone. I mean, it, it was it was priceless. Like all the scenes he was in, and like it, he just brings that charisma through a phone, which is crazy to say. Like a lot of people can't do that. <laughs> you know, no, what I'm they talking to him, but especially when they you know they had to go somewhere to meet. I think well, a part or something. They was at the, one of the phone booths. Well. What the lady was at that that phone booth, and it's like bomb, and then he just laughing. And I'm just like, hey, this man is crazy. Like, and, and then they realize like he's not playing no games, you well, know. And then and then of course this is another day movie, so yep. most of that horror movies are day movies, so which is which is fine. Um, but yeah, I, I realized that again. I was like, oh yeah, this is another day movie, so yeah. Yeah, because it starts. Cool. I think it starts like with uh maybe like six something in the morning. I think yeah, early yeah so, till. What he looked like. I got a headache. He was like, I'm he the the inspector's like, yeah, he's like two steps from being that call. He was like, one, <laughs> one step. step. <laughs> one step. And then he called him a toilet bug. I was I'm gonna use that on people. Call him a toilet <laughs> bug. I was like, damn, <sighs> that is terrible. <laughs> he's like, toilet bug, really? Like, I oh. just like the connection of the inspector and John McClain had. Because you know they got history and stuff. Oh, but well, that was well, hilarious. Well, let's mention too, McClain was suspended at this point, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess John McClane had to thank Simon for getting his job back to a certain extent, I guess. Pretty much, because yeah. we do get a little history where, you know, him and Holly are not together. Mm-hmm. Because, matter of fact, we never see Holly again after Die Hard 2. We never see her again. Yeah. And the closest to seeing her in this movie is, is him calling her on the phone. Well, mm-hmm. trying to call her on the phone, at least. Right. John! 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 But, um... Son of a bitch. That's what she said, but you know. Yeah, pretty much. It happened that way. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, but uh let's see what I wonder why she wasn't a part. Well, I guess is it like the Rocky movies with Adrian? Like like that kind of? I know it's like like a tab. Is it because the story's going a certain way or okay. Okay, let's 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 jump back to the first two movies real quick. So Holly is a big part of the first movie, you know. Uh, yeah. Um, the second movie, she's kind of just there mm-hmm. because she, you know, she's trapped on the airplane with um the old asshole from the first movie, and that was also uh the EPA guy from uh, Ghostbusters. Um, right. But 
she's really kind of just there in the second movie. She's like a plot device. Like John is really trying to, he really wants to say, he's trying to save her. Cause even when that, when that one plane ended up crashing, he thought that, that was the plane that she was on and everything. So it was almost like, well, we don't really have anything else really for that character. Mm-hmm. And this is and this is the last time that you even have him trying to even get in contact really with her. Okay, I'm trying to remember the other ones. It's been so long. So what the what the son and the daughter though? Like, did he ever mention? I can't remember. Like, well, I think I think the mom get mentioned, and I think they do like they do mention her uh-huh. at at points. But it's been a minute since I've seen either one, especially yeah. uh, the last one. But Leah Free. Because I think uh, the daughter is in college, I believe. And then in A Good Day, the son, he's like a... He's a grown man. Yeah, he's a grown man, but he's... I think he's like a... Uh, he's not a cop. I think he's like a special ops or something like that. Because he was actually on a mission. John just kind of... Ha- John really falls into what he had going on. Really, in that movie. He wasn't mm-hmm. McLean wasn't he wasn't like the main focus. His son, he just kind of falls into the situation. He's basically Zeus in that movie. He just kind of falls into that situation. Do you think he was trying to like give him like the torch to I, play I, with these movies? I, or? I think that was the plan. I think that was the plan with that movie. I, I think that's what it was planning to do, but because it was Jack Courtney and people didn't really care for Jack Courtney so much, and that's why people were actually kind of pushing for another one with, actually with Bruce Willis. But we'll never get that one, unfortunately. But yeah, I because I, I mean, look at, look at okay, look at the Indiana Jones movies. You know, the last one with that was them supposed to be trying to pass the torch to Shia LaBeouf, but that didn't work out so hot. So henceforth, while we get another movie with Harrison Ford, so. I don't know if they can ever really pass the torch. I know they was kind of talking about Chris Pratt taking over that um, Indiana Jones role, which they kind of make nods to him as Indiana Jones in the Jurassic World movies. But I I don't I don't really want to see that. I don't really want to see Chris Pratt as Indiana Jones. But I think it's hard when you have certain people that's so iconic with certain roles of trying to. Now, if you want to pass the torch like to the kids or whatever, that's one thing. But seeing someone like, oh, they're going to be that character, I think that's going to be hard to do because Bruce Willis is synonymous with John McClane. Harrison Ford is synonymous with Indiana Jones. You know, it, it's hard to do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um... So, okay, so after the whole thing at the police station and Simon basically comes up with another riddle for McLean and Zeus and they have to get all the way across town to get to this place, which is funny because this is one of my favorite scenes with them in this cab. (laughs) (laughs) That's the same part we walked through, I think. Yeah, that's the same part we walked through. Yeah, Central Park. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, But, I mean, just imagine... He like, okay, I got to get to a certain place at a certain time, and there's all this traffic. <laughs> I'm gonna cut through the park. <laughs> and he literally- yeah, I, I didn't think of that. Like, I'm thinking like an airplane and stuff. But I mean, well, a helicopter, I should say. Yeah, when he did that, I was like, okay, I'm I'm with who uh, Zeus, and I'm like, okay, so how he gonna get all 
the traffic is like no in the park. I'm like, oh damn. And then I just love the scenes how they did. And then at one point, you kind of see if you go back, like when they came on the um sidewalk, mm. you can see that's actually was another stunt man in it. Like I because I was doing something, I was like, it's like oh, that's not him, that's another stunt man. But you know, whatever it happens. So so, so uh, what's funny about this too, because you know, when they get through and they end up getting stuck in more traffic, and McLean makes that call. You know, and gets the ambulance, and they use the ambulance as a blocker to get mm-hmm. through a lot of places. So there was actually a Die Hard with a Vengeance video game, and oh, I don't remember that one. Yeah, this, this was I think I want to say this was PlayStation One or two. I think it was what I had. Uh, wow. And yeah, and now I'm curious. Was, <laughs> you can look it up to see. You can look up on you. I'm sure. It's, I'm sure you can look it up on YouTube. Oh, um, it's a video game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, mm. um, what's funny about it? There will be because you basically have to be driving a cab through the city trying to do stuff. And I mean that steering, that that power steering on that game was terrible. Um, but yeah, you would have the ambulance like using the ambulance as a blocker to get through certain parts of the game too like certain missions that you would be on so seeing that scene always make me laugh wow too yeah um so they end up you know they get to that phone booth and it makes me wonder if all those people were extras because when he pulls up on that curtain and one they go like hey <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah yeah they had to been extras i had to i think this is like one of the movies I like because, like, I'm talking about like Father Street Side because it just it feels very natural, mm-hmm. like just with the scenes on the street because you know sometimes you see like a it be empty or you know it just it can just tell it's kind of like like I mean it's all stage we know that but you know what I'm saying it, it don't feel organic but I like how 95 percent of these scenes are organic probably except for like you said the train stuff or you know certain scenes of course but <clears throat> even during this time. With certain movies, you could tell what it's like. Okay, that that you know that's really fake as hell. But like, you didn't really get that with this movie. No, you don't. And, and that's one thing I like. I think that's why this movie is looked at in such high regard too. Because with the exception of the first movie, just we we just talking about the sequels now. So mm-hmm. so with all the sequels, this was more real life. I mean, the first movie is good, but it's only in that central location. But with this one, it's just something that feels natural and organic that the other sequels kind of don't feel that way. It, you know, it, it feels a little bit more stagey. Like I say, not, not including the, the first movie, just the sequels. Like, this is the only one of the sequels that feels like natural, organic, in my opinion, that is. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, they they get to their phone and everything, and Simon calls, you know, and everything, and basically let them know that there's a bomb on the train, and you know, and everything like that. So they gotta basically hustle to get to this train, and Zeus is Zeus ends up in the cab. He goes one way. McLean jumps down on top of the train and narrowly gets inside the damn train. We gotta get it body chopped in half trying to get in the train and everything so he's looking around for the bomb he looks under this lady she's like hey what are you like what are you doing like <laughs> like like really you gonna look down on this lady you know her, she got on a dress too like what are you doing so um 
he ends up getting over to like the I think it was a, a, a emergency box or something. Mm-hmm. And he touches yeah. it and it, and it, he knows that it moves. So he's like, wait a minute, he didn't put the move like that. So he pulls it back and you see that it's because basically what they're using is this binary liquid. Yeah. Like that's what they're using. And he sees like, oh shit. So he telling everybody to get out of there and everything. He knows that the you know the thing starts to mix together. So he is up throwing it out the back of the train. Keep in mind now, Zeuston got to the telephone, um, and this dumbass cop. This, you know, that's the part that really pissed me off. It was this freaking cop. <sighs> yeah. Because, you know, if this, I, I put it like this. If this was, if this was now, Zeus would have been shot because this dude was scared. Of course. He was scared to death. It's like, it's like he got a phone in his hand. And you scared of him? He, but Zeus is like, and I'm going to pick up this phone. <laughs> and, he just, and he picks it up like, look, man. So he has it, I'm here. Like, where's my plane? Well, he's a little slow, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> It's like the rules go to both of you. It's like, exactly. yeah, but you know, he he coming. Yeah. And then I like how the the scene cut to the the train track. Then you see the bomb click off, and then McLean throws it. But the impact is so like powerful, and it yes. still does damage. So imagine having the people. I mean, the people still always on the train, but imagine like on the train. That would have been like a like this damage. It's just disgusting. There's some blood everywhere. But yeah, I like how they did that scene. Yeah, because McClane, you know, and, and what's crazy too, Zeus had to save the damn cop, yanks him out the way, throw him over. Yeah, like, and the other dude. Yeah, like, you just go stand there, like, you see this train coming off the track, onto the platform. But good, but good Samaritan saved both of the people, giving him hell. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, the, the car that McClane is in on the train, it flips over on his side. And I mean, of course, everything is in shambles. I like how they cut to the people that's in the building up above because they looking like, what the hell is going on? Mm, that would have been me. Like, oh my God. Like, what the hell? And then you see them eating <laughs> popcorn and everything. And they it's like, what are y'all doing? Like, like they watch what, the what movie. This? They literally pretty, watch yeah, the movie. But I like how the smoke came up. Like, it was just, it yes. was like a perfect, like, scene. I mean, most of it is, but like, it was like a perfect scene, which it was cool seeing that. Yeah. And, and damn McClane, after everything is in shambles and everything, Zeus, he gets up and looks and he's looking like, what? He's like, McClane? And all you hear is him laughing, laughing. as he's getting, <laughs> like, what the hell Just is going laughing. on? laughing. Yes. So, so basically we, we're at Wall Street, which is ironic. That's where we are. We're, we're in Wall Street and everything. And everybody comes down there. And then that's when we get that scene in the back of the van um, and everything that we were talking about earlier. And that's when Simon ends up calling and he knows who is in this freaking van. You know, everybody's <laughs> in the van and everybody's looking like, how the hell does he know that, that, you know, that we're all in his van? Cause they, they just don't know where exactly is he? Cause again, we haven't seen him up to this point. So yeah, he, which is like 50 minutes, I think towards the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, almost an hour, almost an hour into the movie. We still have not seen this man at all. Um, so he tells them that there's a bomb. He put a bomb in an elementary school. <laughs> and everything. He's like, but you got time because it don't go off until three o'clock, you know, this afternoon. Wow. That's so a lot you, of time. So you got some time because it's only at like nine o'clock, I think, at this point. You know, it's like, like yeah, y'all got some time, you know, you know, and everything. It's in one of the elementary schools around town. Y'all got some time to go find it. And everything. So send McLean and Zeus off on another wild chase. 
and everything. But they can't use no radios because, you know, the bomb. It, if if they sent if it senses that police radio activity being used, it might just go off. So they can't use radios and everything. So Zeus and McLean they go off. All the cops starts to just uh you know disperse from the scene, and then that's when we pan up to the roof and we get our first reveal of Simon. So he was yes. watching them the whole time. Yeah, and then he was like, "You can begin." And I'm like, "You can begin, begin what? Yeah, like begin what?" <laughs> and then you know, then that's when we saw getting you know everything saw going to shambles uh, for the city wise. And I'm like, okay, but yeah, I like how he was on the roof, and then you just you just you know they pan through him for a second. He's smiling. <laughs> yeah, and he said, "I like I like when he says they bought it." I like I like we say I like we say that they bought this. Right. Yeah. So um my question to you, um how'd you feel about uh Bruce Willis and Samuel Jackson as a team, like their chemistry? How'd you feel about them in this movie? I mean, it was fun. It was fun. We know Bruce Willis in the other two movies, you know, you know, he have his moments, but like this is like spot on, like, you know, brother from another mother type of thing. And like they was arguing with each other, but at the end of the day, they had each other back. So I did like the chemistry because John is more like calm, crazy white man. And and uh, Zeus, he's more like that, you know, that black man. He's just trying to keep the peace because he know what's going to happen. <laughs> So, you know, and, and during that time, you know, it's like you can't really, you know what I'm saying? You, if you do something as a black person, we know they will, they will spot you first in any other race. I mean, that's how it goes, right? Unfortunately. So he was in like in that type of uh, frame. And then I remember McClain was like, are you racist? He was like, what? <laughs> because, you know, like all the stuff we bringing up. But he just bringing up valid points for what he experienced. So I like how they had like that chemistry. And then, you know, eventually they got along because they realized, okay, Simon ain't playing no games, okay? This is a game, but he's not playing no games for real. You know, bombing a train, you know, bombing other things and um, playing games, shooting people, you know, shoot one of the cops and stuff. But, like, yeah, I like their chemistry in the movie. Like, it was just, I wish they would have did another one with both of them, but I just don't know why they didn't do it, but. Well, again, I mean, where, where would you put, where would Zeus fit in? No, no, yeah. I'm talking about, like, let's say he did a new movie now. Like, if he could have did it now and have them come back, but they'd be more like, I don't want to say chefs, but not like that. But, like, just older, they just older guys, and they're like, they, like, you know what I'm saying, maybe their sons come across or something. I don't know. They could have did something like that and just had them, like, cameos or something like that, but we won't get that, so. Okay, no, okay, I see what, you, I see what you're saying. Um, But what's funny about they have actually done, well, I mean, they both was in Pulp Fiction, even though they don't have any scenes together. Mm-hmm. They was in this. Unbreakable, um, glass. I feel like I'm missing a movie. I feel like I'm missing a movie that they were in, but um, I don't know. I, just, I feel like I'm missing a movie that they were in, but I know they they did at least four movies together hmm. and everything. Um, well, they were in four movies, but they did three where they were actually paired together because that's what people was excited about. Unbreakable with it was like, oh, they back together again for the first time since this movie. So people was hyped about that and everything. Um, if so, so this is a like a, a fantasy question. Uh, if it wasn't like take keep the movie the same way, but if you could pick any two people to be in this situation, what two people would you want to 
put together to have to go through this situation. Like you mean, it's actors? I mean, actors? Well, I say they don't have to be actors. Any two people, like it could be sports figures, anybody, like famous people, whatever. Like just two people that you would be like. Yeah, ha- see how they would handle going through this, you know, whole situation. Uh, okay. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sporty. Uh, let's ooh, I, I, see. I don't know how. I mean, this is so random. Um, you're gonna laugh. Uh, John Cena and The Rock one, or John Cena in Austin, <laughs> or um, you know, that's that's wrestling. Um, I'm trying to think of something like another uh, like. I would say Tom Tom Hanks okay. and try to think of somebody. Uh this random people. This is this is me random because I this this is actually a tough question. I will go Morgan Freeman. I will just see how he reacts <laughs> to this. Tom Hanks and Morgan. <laughs> That'd be so awkward <laughs> because because you would just have you know you of course um Morgan would be Zeus of course just but he'd probably be a little bit more calmer okay because I was I was thinking about Jim Curry and Morgan Freeman but I was like eh, that, but yeah I don't know like that, that's a tough question but I definitely could see like John Cena and somebody else doing this yeah shit John Cena and Samuel Jackson why not <laughs> but um yeah. That's a hard call. I got to think about it. Some other people. There's some people I just can't think of them right now. All right. So, so as you know, they go off on the wild goose chase where we get because uh, we kind of circle back to um, Zeus's nephews because they're in the school that just so conveniently that the cops show up at and they all get called to the assembly hall and everything and you know, they trying to explain about what's going on, but these two kids, they thinking about the whole nonsense about Tony and what happened and thinking that they're about to get got because of whatever was going on with their friend Tony. So when they was like, okay, we're going to evacuate the school, they decide to go hang out in a freaking classroom like it ain't no big deal. While Charlie is, you know, he ends up finding the bomb that's like in a refrigerator and everything. He's trying to defuse the thing. Um, just how do you feel about this subplot and how they kind of continue to make the connection of having Zeus family still somewhat involved in what's going on? I totally forgot that they was related to Zeus. I, I it slipped my mind until you just said that. I was like, oh yeah, they, they are related to him. They're, they're some badass kids. One, I work mm-hmm. with kids, right? So it's a badass kids. You know, they just, you know, they just want to all do them thing, do their thing, whatever. And I remember one of them was like, that, that ain't no fire, what, uh, what do you say, fire, 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 march, something like that. Yeah. Um, Joe, because, you know, like they, they, they tell them, but I like how, well, I don't like it, but, you know, working at school, so it's kind of like, you know, ugh. but like, I like how, like, the movie was just like when Simon told him it was a bomb in it and like Joe, and it's back to like their whole mass. I mean, they was already irritated, but like it literally went to another level. And it's like, okay, we gotta get the, we gotta like figure out how to get these kids out of here while Simon knowing, and j- just the just the storyline of having them like innocently doing what they need to do, and having them like run out. It was just like it's just crazy because you know right now a lot of stuff happens in school, so for me it's mm-hmm. like a little touchy. And I'm just like, just imagine him blow up the school. Like, it just, and then I like how Simon was like, 
I am not a bad person. I'm just a soldier. I'm like, you, you're an asshole. You're playing games with people's lives here mm-hmm. and these children. And I like how the principal, you know, like she was just like, like over it. She's just like, oh my God, like this panic. Like I like, I like how they had the movie them panicking. It was like an organic panic. I know it's mm-hmm. not price out crazy, but it was just like, it, it didn't feel fake. It felt like it was like really happening. And when they realized that the other kids, Joe realized the other kids was in there because they like, help, help. I'm like, oh my God, they still in there. And he had to go back and then get them. And they're just like, it was one of them things like, you kind of like, you know, move up to the screen, like, what's going to happen? Especially at first, I was like, oh my God, like, are they going to die? And then, of course, not. It's, it's freaking syrup. Yeah, because <laughs> we, 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 thought, we thought Charlie was going to die. Yeah, he's like, I'm not moving. I'm not going. Not moving. Yeah. Yeah. And the inspector's like, come on, get out of there. And it's like, no, he's like, and then he realized, like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, when when the thing burst open, it sprays him all in the face. Like, syrup? Like, wait a minute. So I mean yeah. basically, basically Simon was just showing, like, yeah, I'm a I'm an asshole, but I'm not a I'm not a cold-blooded asshole, at least. I ain't gonna kill no kids. You know, type of thing. Yeah, but 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 that make it like how he said they bought it. I mean, mm-hmm. you think of a school or like an airport. I mean, that's yep. already urgency. You know what I'm saying? Especially having bombs. Like they know they know he not flying. He just bomb a train. So it's like I think if he didn't have the bomb in the train, I think they would have been like more kind of like not laid back, but more like cautious. But like not like emergency how they was doing like with the kids with the scene. With the bomb, but since that happened, it was like, okay. This man is so serious. We have to get these kids out of here. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, you had that whole thing going on, and the I, I'll say is the thing with McLean, um, basically realizing like, well, he's Simon Gruber, so he has to be somewhat like his brother. He remember what his brother was really doing in Nakatomi. So he kind of put the pieces together like, yeah, he really had the money and look what we left him because earlier in the movie when Simon even says he's not, he's like, you're not even worth all the money in your Fort Knox. And they were at Wall Street and he realized like, yeah, they wanted us to get the hell out of there because the whole thing too was like a running thing about where the hell are these dump trucks coming from <laughs> and everything. Um, but speaking of dump trucks, um, I know I'm kind of jumping around a little bit, but how how'd you feel about that that scene in the tunnel with him in the dump truck and and becoming super McLean? Really? Because he's oh, that, oh guy, yeah, yeah, that 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 was crazy. I was like, okay, because you know Simon realizing like, okay, McLean's on him now. He's just like, wait a minute, like, because the the other the big Russian dude, he was like, can you kill him now, like? Stop playing games with him. Like, just just kill him. Like, you had all day long to do it, but he just wanted to play games, you know, with him just, just to get the pleasure out of it. Mind you, it's helping him, you know, with his plans and stuff. Um, That was a cool scene in the tunnel. Like, he's down there because um, the, the dump trucks went by. I think one of them, like, kind of knocked off the wood, and he's trying to buy himself. He's tried to like you know pick it up or whatever. It's like nah, I can't do this. And then he did he look or he or he was like he he heard he, the water he coming. Yeah, yeah, he heard it first. He heard and it first. And then like you then see he... this shadow. Yes. <laughs> He's like, and I'm like, how the hell did you spin that dump truck that fast? <laughs> okay. Oh. And he got the hell out of there. And of course he almost drove by. I like the spot 
one of them trying to basically drown it, and then he had to like get up. Um, I don't know, was it like a ladder or like basically get up outside, and then the water like sky him up, like all the way to the top, and then you see Zeus like, oh, there you go, there you been at, and then it's like because he was in baseball stadium. Right, exactly. Yes, he was got shot. Yeah, and then it was like, no, no, it's one, not two. You sure? No, let's follow him. They follow him, then he almost got shot because the friend's like, hey, we can get followed. I was like, no, I'm good. And then, of course, he get followed. And then, you know, that happened, of course. But yeah, that scene was cool, too. There's a lot of great scenes in this movie. Yeah. Um, so, so, we do get some cool action because even that shootout. Um, that they have on the street after, well, on the freeway after, um, after the after uh, Zeus come and get him after he survived that damn waterfall crap. Oh yeah, but, yeah that was cool. But that, that was a cool shootout. Um, but I got another question for you. So, between Hans and Simon, as mm. far as how they were going about their plan, who was smarter? Simon. Simon's one. Okay, because why? he he's not. One because Simon already he know his brother did so he 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 took his time to plan this out. His brother on the other hand was all energy, you know what I'm saying? Doing drugs or whatever. I think when he doing drugs, when he doing coke. No, that, that, no, no, that was no. that was the dude that that worked there that was smoking oh, okay. cocaine. Well, well, yeah. well, he looked like he doing too, but like he was like kind of like crazy. He was already like irritated. He was basically in a building by himself, so he's basically trapped. So I think that's what it's different. He had a plan, but this plan went sideways because John McClane came and then he got, you know, unhinged. Well, Simon, he got unhinged, but it was like a, it was like more with the stuttering. You know what I'm saying? Like he had it already planned out. So it's like he never met him yet. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you can see McClane. McClane don't know what he looked like. He could walk past him. Don't know what he looked like. Well, of course, you know, they show him the, you know, the photos. Most of them before that, yeah. he wouldn't know what he looked like. So I think Simon better off. I mean, yeah, I mean they both die. Now, who died the worst? Uh question. Like who who got the most who died like the worst? I, I think Simon, you know, he blew up in a helicopter. Well, well well well, I mean, if you want to go that route as far as who died the worst, I would say Hans died worse. Cause he yeah. fell from the freaking building. You know, he gets yeah, blown he up. fell, yeah, but But he was alive but, until he hit the ground. That's what <laughs> So Simon, uh, I think the helicopter is like he's like, oh shit! But that's quick. Boom! But, but that's I mean, quick that's though. though. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's quick. Oh, okay. fell to his death. Yeah. <laughs> Which, okay, okay, okay. What scene looked better? Like far oh, as well, that Han, scene, Han, like Hans did. Hans, Hans yeah, because I like the Hans one. Well, for one, I don't know if we talked about it on when we did the episode, but when they because he's actually on a harness. Um, in real life, he's on a harness, so. The, the the whole thing about the behind the scenes is that he's on a harness and they say, okay, we're gonna count down one, you know, three, two, one, and then we're gonna drop you. Well, they did they didn't tell him exactly when they was gonna drop it. So that look that's on his face when he falls is the real look of Alan Rickman because he was like, Oh shit, you know. Oh, I was like, he did that so perfectly. Oh wow! Oh, but yeah, they didn't. They didn't tell him because they they told him like, okay, yeah, this is how we gonna do it. But they just went ahead and did it. So that's why he went like, oh, y'all, just like wait a minute. So that's why he had that look on his face, which it works perfect for the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, just to kind of piggyback off what you said as far as uh, who 
as when I brought up the question about who was smarter, I will agree that Simon was smarter from the simple fact of, like you said, he's based he did everything based off of past experiences. And the difference was Hans didn't plan for somebody to screw his plan up because his plan was perfect, really. He just didn't know that there was going to be somebody there that was, you know, screwing up his plan. Whereas Simon's plan, it included McLean. And to have McLean off doing a whole bunch of nonsense so he could execute his plan because he figured, well, if I'm doing this and McLean finds out about it, he'll screw me. So let me let me just pull him into it, get all the cops involved, have them going on these wild goose chases, and I'm really able just to do my thing. So get yeah. all the gold, yeah. Yeah, so so yes, Simon, I will agree that Simon was smarter of the two. All right. Quick question for you. Mm -hmm. Did you like the scene when they was doing the jugs of water? They were trying to figure out the ounces. (laughs) Yes, because they were so pissed with each other. It's like, if you really think about it, it is very simple. It's a simple thing, even though people do, they overthink it. But the fact that, you know, in their case, the stakes are really high, so it makes you not really think so so tough. And then when they start arguing with each other, that's what makes it even funnier. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when they start arguing with each other. And I think Zeus even says, like, no, uh, uh, McLean was about to say something. He's like, you was going to call me a nigga, weren't you? Like, no, I wasn't. Like, yeah, yeah, he was. Like, I'm going to call you an asshole or something like that, he said. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, it's like, wait a minute. It's like, I wasn't even thinking like that. But in Zeus's mm-hmm. mind, because going, you know, based off of his history dealing with people yeah. and everything like that. So he figured, like, yeah, that's what you was going to call me, wasn't it? Wasn't it? He's like, no. Because I, I, I will say this. I like the the line that McLean tells Zeus. He's like, come on, let's do this. Say, he doesn't care about race, even if you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, which is yeah, true. you can tell that. Yeah, especially with John McLean curse. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Go to about to the first movie. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he don't care about that. He just, he just trying to get the job done. He's basically trying to save his life and everybody else's life at this point. You know, mm-hmm. imagine that headache he has, you know, since he's a, a toilet bug. And I think and I think that's when the tension between the two of them kind of started to calm down is when McLean lets Zeus know, like, look, Simon don't care what color anybody is. He it, it he doesn't care. Like, he, you know, so let's put our differences aside, whatever that may be, so we can work to a common goal. Because, you know, their whole mentality is we got to try to save these kids. We got to save, you know, everybody like that. It's not just black you know it's, it's not just black kids in those schools mm-hmm. you know it's all you know of all the schools around the city so put your differences aside and let's work together to try to you know stop this madman basically and i think that's when they tension start to really go away and they start to even more bond with each other yeah that's true and uh, i like how I go back to the school thing i like how like they had like different parents like oh go get my kid or you know like stuff like that i like how they Add that like that like thirty second like clip in there, like you know, let you know like people have kids in these schools. Mm-hmm. So that's really like it was like a second like storyline. Like you get through the first storyline with the train and stuff, yep. and there's like a whole different storyline, and the other storyline in between is the whole you know with the gold and stuff like that. Now, one of my favorite scenes is when he's he's actually in the elevator and he realized <laughs> that you know one of his uh, partners is gone you know, from the department. He's because that's his department, and he you know he looked at the badge, the reflection. Yeah, it's his damn badge. Know. Yeah, 
And then, because I was just like, when I first watched, I was like, he don't realize like these are the bad guys. But of course, I like how they did like little stuff. It's like he looked at it, then he realized, and then the gun scene and how he just shot all of them. And then Zeus, I forgot how he got down there. He was like, yeah. Go look in the elevator. No, because he gave the bomb to the cops and and um the Russian dude. I'm sorry, the German dude. He was like, "Yeah, you want me to kill him? Nah, nah, let him go. Like, cause it's, it's not about him. It's about John mm-hmm. McClane. And that's how they meet up. He's like, "Yeah, go look in the elevator." He's like, "Good God!" And then you know he found his friend, um, did, and then you know they realized that hey, like we have to, like you said, work together, stuff like that. So. I know you you said the thing about the other um, subplot. So we got another subplot, and it's pretty much a love triangle between Simon, Katya, and Targo, uh, the big the big guy. Um, where now Targo and Katya are supposed to be lovers, and going back to that scene in the van, where supposedly she was killed when they were trying to kill, like over in Russia, Germany, wherever the hell they was. And somebody stuck a bomb in his bed and supposedly she was killed doing that. But clearly she wasn't. But this woman is a damn maniac because my favorite mm. scene. My, no, the reason I say that my favorite scene of hers is when they, the you know, bank. when they, yeah, when they first go into the bank and that <laughs> one security guard, he's like, come on. Ah! And she comes yeah. in real What's slow. That, man? Yeah, yeah. And she comes in behind him. She slices the hell out of him. It's like, good grief. And, and then Simon's like, he's dead. Like, yep. you, cause he, he I think he's you dead. Can tell, <laughs> he don't want he doesn't want people to die besides John McClain. You could you get that feeling. Like, yeah, he wants stuff to blow up, but it's more like a, a game to him. Like he's not really trying to kill other people. That that's not yeah. him. Even like with the security guards, like, well, wh- why are you shooting people? Like, we're not shooting, we're not doing that. We're literally just, you know, saying like taser. Knockout, fine, but you could tell he wasn't on that, like, let's kill him until the end, you know, he went John McClane, but, like, it was just, you know, and, and um, the, the Samaritan, Zeus, but yeah, during the movie, you could tell he wasn't for the violence, he wasn't for that particular violence, yeah. to, uh, like, people, you know, harmed other civilians, he just wanted, you know, his target. Yeah, um, but, like I said, how did you feel about the whole love triangle subplot with the three of them as I we didn't get... really care. Okay. Uh, well I should say to be what... honest. So so basically you I... feel like it was unnecessary to kind of include I that. mean it was unnecessary. I mean it made sense like when they were on the boat and he was like um what's the what's this guy and he was like he betrayed us and then yeah, you know, she killed him. Targo. I like the scene with him Targo and John was fighting because he that's how he found out about like I guess Simon switched the goat on them. He was like mm-hmm. what the hell happened. So I mean I don't, I mean, I don't care about like the love scene with them. I'm just saying, like, I didn't like it, didn't really like, okay, it didn't really make a difference in the movie besides like explaining that they get rid of him because you could tell Simon didn't like him to a certain point because he kept mm-hmm. saying, like, stop, stop playing games and you know, just end this man. But you know, you could just tell it was a little tension with them there. I mean, it's fine to have the scene because the boat scene, you know, it kind of like. You know what I'm saying? It, it kind of glued, right? It glued <laughs> to each other when having Zeus and then and John on there. So I mean, it's to me, I don't care, but it's important to the movie. True. Oh, um, but I will say this: that fight scene between McLean and Targo, it felt like it was a callback to the first movie between the fight scene between uh, McLean and Carl when when they were fighting. That's that's what it felt like too. They do, Just, yeah. And and um, but the only difference was is that 
Well, no, it wasn't a different because neither one of them actually died, even though we thought both of them died at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought it was kind of like, okay, yeah, y'all could have left this out to some degree as far as okay, Targo and Katya being together, but then it turns out that she was really secretly with Simon the whole time, and you know, she's actually the one who ends up killing um, Targo on the boat. Like, he betrayed us. <laughs> I betrayed you. Bye. Pow, pow. You know, type of thing. Um, But yeah, but she she was an interesting character, though. Even though she don't have any lines, but just that scene with her slicing the dude up just let you know just, like, how ruthless she really was. Mm-hmm. Um, And everything. So, pretty much after we get to, you know, Simon and everybody, they didn't get onto that boat um, and everything. And now, okay, this is where, like I say, this movie of the series is where I really feel like we get super, super McLean and even super Zeus, really, because they should not have survived that fall onto that damn boat. <laughs> they should not have survived that. Exactly. And I was shocked that Zeus was like, hey, let's go down there. I'm going first. And John like, huh? I was like, huh? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm talking about far as like, you know, just getting into more danger. Cause he'd be like, can we find another way? You know what I'm saying? But he was like, hey, I'm going down there first, you know. Yeah, and the fact that the cable breaks and they end up falling, but then they like latch on to the um they, they latch on to, to the, uh, the bridge and then they kept the going man, and, like, oh, shit, and then dude but, gets sliced in half. You know? No, my mother was watching with me. You know, at the end, of course, she's just like, oh my God. <laughs> she's like, why do you test? I, I literally forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot that happened. I like how, now, question Do you think they, they could have showed? Like, I mean, they, they show when he like slicing hands, like, you know, how like Zeus and John McClane was pulling, like, he's like, you get the legs or you get the, you know, the arms or whatever. Yeah. You think they should have showed? No, that, they didn't have to okay see that. Scene. Yeah, okay. No, no, I mean, it was self explanatory. <laughs> what happened yeah. there, so. But you think, like, in 2022, they would have showed, like, him slice like that? Or just, like, uh, during that time, did they show, like, a lot of that type of. Uh, I mean. Out? I mean, you didn't need it in this movie. You didn't need to see that. No, you know, it, it, it was an accident, actually. Yeah, he accident, just he was so. just standing in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's what happened. John had two accidents. He shot the guy, you know, he was um because he was like, What you say? And 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 that's what the big dude was like. He said, Don't shoot. Yeah. <laughs> so he had two accidents, literally, um, like fire as him, like, you know, killing people. So. so they end up getting getting captured by uh Simon and everything. And they get he actually ties them to the to the huge binary bomb that he has on the shipper and everything. And it's an interesting way of like how they end up getting out of that because they use a freaking what like a wire that got that that got caught in McLean's shoulder and he literally like pulls this thing out with his teeth and that's how they get loose. Like really? Like, 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 really, like, that's it's too convenient that when he was fighting Targo, that this thing got into him, and it's like, oh, it's convenient. It, it, it's gonna, it's gonna save my life later, which, which is just yeah. madness. But, um, right. so they end up basically just surviving, and they should, they should have died from that explosion too, to be honest. Yeah, 
They definitely should have. And I like how they was going. The explosion was really cool, too, by the way. And it, yeah, matter of fact, the people in the beaches started looking at it and how they was in the water. But I like how they was going, like, cut back to, the, like, the school. Like, you know, like, he don't have to code, stuff like that. I like how they was doing that mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. So, Simon actually, Simon actually got away. <laughs> of course. And they was like, okay, he got away. You know, they getting all bandaged up mm-hmm. and everything. And uh, McLean, he tries to call Holly. And as he's like, as he's waiting for her to pick up the phone, he he realized that he had the aspirin that uh, Simon had. And he figures out exactly where he is. And he ends up leaving Holly on hold because she's like, hello, hello. Mm -hmm. And he didn't put the phone down. So we get like this last little like rally thing with, with Simon and his people. And then him and Katya, you know, they go off to the room. They start fooling around. Next thing you know, here's McLean. <laughs> shows up. You became motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And, you know, and then that's when we get this whole final showdown. And, you know, I really don't like how Simon dies. I really do. I feel his death was cheap in a way. I, now, granted... It, 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 it felt like they could like capture him, like you know, court him and lock him up and use him in another movie. Like he kind of gave me that Joker vibes to some degree. Well, I mean, a little, a little bit, yeah, to, to a degree because he is playing games with with McClane, yeah. who would be Batman in a way. So yeah, he is playing games with him. So, but I mean, I because okay, there's an alternate. Um, see, like an alternate version of this scene. Okay, of, I was gonna ask you that because I don't remember this one. I just remember he was on the phone and then he let it like dangle. I don't remember this ending. I don't remember this ending. Well, no, th- no, it this is, is the regular ending, but there's an alternate version. Yeah, there's an alternate, like a completely different scene, and it's almost like a Bond movie scene where he catches okay. up with, um, he catches up with with Simon and they have like this showdown at a table and everything and he ends up shooting but it didn't feel like I said it felt more like something you see in a Bond movie more so than a Die Hard movie but uh, okay, yeah I don't remember this ending like that maybe I I don't know but it's, like I, I said it's real cheap Um, I mean like I say with, with the way Hans dies that's I mean he's holding on to Holly as he's dangling from the damn you know building and, and take off the watch and he falls mm-hmm. to a death and dumbass uh, uh John uh Robinson's like, Well, I really hope that was a I really hope that wasn't a hostage. Like really? Right. Like, come yeah. On, but with this it just felt cheap, especially with everything that Simon was doing throughout the movie. He was he was really smart and then to kind of it's like they didn't really know how to kill him off. That's what it felt oh. like. Or maybe they, you know, he finally, you know, a slip up, and this is the way, you know, John basically he won in the way. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe that's what it is. I, but you know, I don't remember this ending, like, like far as like him dying, like the first time. I don't know, maybe because it's on TV, because you know they cut certain stuff. I don't know. I don't remember. It's been a long time since I watched this, but maybe mm-hmm. I just don't remember. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's just my mind. You know, it goes and comes sometimes, but. I don't even remember him like dying on the helicopter. Yeah, it always felt cheap. It always felt cheap. Maybe I saw it, I just like, uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, because like, like I said, you, I you don't remember that until I watched him. I was like, that how? 
like, yeah. I was like, oh. when you said a different version, I was like, oh, maybe I saw that, but I didn't see that one either. So I was mm. like, oh, okay. But, but I'll say this. I think if the movie had ended, let's say, like, you, they kill Targo, and you get a fight scene between McLean and uh, Simon on the boat, and then, you know, Simon ends up being getting trapped and staying on the boat, and then McLean and, and um, Zeus, they end up jumping up. He get blowed up like that. I think that would have been better. Or, I mean, but you still can play up to that, okay, is he dead or not? You could, but, I mean, they could show him, like, literally, like, probably laying on the boat and him just kind of, he just started laughing and then the boat, then it explodes. So you know that he's dead. Like, don't even have to play it up. Like, oh, well, maybe is he really or is he not? But I think a death like that would have been better than, oh, him on the helicopter, let me shoot the thing, it hits the damn sign or whatever, then it blows up. Like, really? Like, come on, they could have they could have did something better. Dude, they could have did better, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean he I mean to be honest, I mean he couldn't I mean they could have just kept him alive and then you him use him down the line, but that's just well, me. Kinda kinda like what they doing with um uh the villain from the last couple of um Mission Impossible possible movies. Mm-hmm. They kept him alive. Yeah. He you know, he's still I think he's still alive. I don't know if they killed him off in that last I one. I haven't seen them in I mentioned Boston in a long time. I know they had like a recent one, but I haven't seen that one. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying, though. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, so that's pretty much how the movie ends. And, and it basically is with McLean and, and Zeus basically still being injured and everything. And we get credits. And that is how Die Hard with a Vengeance ends. So, of course, before we get up out of here, uh, what would you rate this out of five taxi cabs uh five toilet bugs uh five in <laughs> five, <toilet laughs> five and then i just realized you didn't ask me who i knew in this movie because i actually you know i saw it multiple times so maybe you just gave me a pass on this one so well, i kind of I I did especially when you pulled out when you pulled out um uh Cobb, you know being on on the soaps i was like no nah, i don't have to ask her <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because my mother told me, I was like, he looks familiar. She was like, yeah, he was on um, Nanny on the Wrestlers, uh, as, as the word turned. Turn. Yeah, because yep. you know, sometimes they bounce back and forth to the soap barbers. Let me not get into that, it's not the show for it. But if anyone have a show of that, let me know. I would definitely love to come on and talk about soap barbers. <laughs> but, um, yeah, definitely, yeah. I, I know, I knew of him. I was like, he looked familiar, he does look familiar. But, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, I really enjoyed this movie. I would recommend it. To- Anybody who want to watch it, the second, yeah, you can watch all of them and just get you know the up and downs, you know, far as the, the movie franchise. I, I will say that to be nice, but yeah, this one, one in one and three, Jay, correct me, is my favorite. <laughs> right. Okay, um, a favorite character from this one. I mean, it gotta be Zeus. Zeus and John McClane is one. And then I, I do like Connie. You know, she had her moments. And then Spectre. Like, he had his moments in the beginning. Um, like, those my one and two. But, like, my one is Simon. <laughs> like, it just... It was just perfect how his, his character was. Simon was on the phone almost an hour. And then you see him in the second hour. Well, like, close to the second hour. Yeah. And then, like, even when you saw him, like... He don't bring out that, like, his voice does more for him than his look if that made sense like well you look at him like, oh, okay he looked like you could just like just shoot him yeah he little muscle down like you could just like rip him apart but like his <laughs> voice and all the games he played you know it's like okay this man is very serious so 
But yeah, mm-hmm. overall, he's my favorite character. All three of them are like e- equal to me. But yeah, you know, I, I mean, as as much as I like McLean and Zeus, but but Simon is my number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's my favorite. In the they all got charisma, but it's different. Yeah, and it's funny too. My my favorite line, my actually my favorite line, and I actually use this sometimes when I'm talking with certain people, like with certain things going. On, I always say what Simon says of hook, line, and sinker. I don't know why. Don't ask me why, but I do that for some reason. So, yeah. Um, what, what thank you have for having me? <laughs> of course. <laughs> um. So that's pretty much for this episode. Uh, once again, like I say, thanks, Keita, for coming on, talking some Die Hard, talking some Bruce Willis movie with me. Um, is there anything you want to promote a plug? You can, if not, you don't have to. But... Uh, no, thank you. No, no, thank you. Um, you know, thank you for having me again. This was fun. One of my favorite movies. So uh, I'll probably be back maybe two more times this year. So I'm, I'm confident in my ability. <laughs> 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 yeah, you probably be back a few more times before the year is out. Yeah, um, just to, because I'm still waiting for my check, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. All right, check. All right, you, you, you saw what you saw what they did to Targo on the boat, right? Okay. Um, <laughs> but in all seriousness, no. Thanks for coming on, um, and everything. Uh, like I said, this is the beginning of Bruce Willis month. I'm not going to say exactly what I'm doing next because I of the movie. I'm still kind of. You know, there's there's been a little shake up with me, um, as far as personal wise. So my schedule has changed, and I'm just trying to figure certain things out. So I don't know exactly which movie is going to be next of the ones I have planned, but um, I will be letting everyone know when I do the next uh Bruce Willis movie this month. Of course, you can find me on the Twitter at j at j movie talk. All my personal page the j giles, and of course you can find movie talk uh where a part of the TV Zone Podcast Network. Wherever you listen to your podcast, just type in TV Zone Podcast Network and you find out Movie Talk as well. The other shows are part of the network as well. And until next time, peace.